Welcome to the Mission City Church Podcast. My name is Jake Eichert, and I am the Community Groups and Creative Director at Mission City Church, as well as the host of this podcast. Each week, you can find full-length sermons, five-minute sermon breakdowns, and inspiring conversations with guests about discipleship, current events, local outreach, and more. Our mission as a church is to make Jesus known, and we pray that this podcast does just that for you. If it does, please subscribe and share. But for now, please enjoy this episode of the Mission City Church Podcast. If you wouldn't mind finding your seat, that would be fantastic. Good morning, everybody. Thank you. Good morning, Luke. <laughs> it's great to see you. Uh, excited to be with you guys. Uh, we're finishing up a series called uh, In His Presence. Uh, if you've been with us for the last few weeks, uh, or actually probably the last month or so, or that would be the last few weeks, uh, the last two months or so, uh, we have been kind of talking about this idea of, uh, for me, coming out of summer, just really feeling like uh, wanting to grow spiritually as a church. Uh, that's, that's one of the big things I want to challenge you to do is taking your next step in spiritual growth. Uh, and so a, a part of that, one of, the, one of the best ways to do that uh, is by being in God's presence, spending time with Him. Uh, we do that corporately as we show up on Sunday mornings, but we also uh, do that privately as well. And uh, we, can, we can do that by a, a number of different ways. And the first week we talked about just being in His presence is the fullness of joy uh, at, his, at His right hand or pleasures evermore. Like we can, we can enjoy uh, life and enjoy uh, just joy, enjoy being with God, and and uh, if you if you didn't catch that sermon, there's uh, you can just Google sacred pathways, and you can go to the images and look for what are the nine sacred pathways, uh, because it's basically just a nine different ways that human beings connect with God. And so some of us just naturally, like we love studying the scriptures and we love learning, like that's, that's, that's one way. Some of us love tradition. And so just the experience of maybe taking communion or uh, uh, other, other aspects of a church service, uh, that they help us. Uh, some of us love nature and just being out in nature is a way for us to connect with God. And so there's several of these. And so I would encourage you to know what your sacred pathway is and then uh, find carve out time for you to spend time with the Lord uh, in that way. Uh, we also talked about just how in God's presence we are transformed. Uh, Jake talked about how we move from one degree of glory to the next. And Paul teaches that in Corinthians and how we, we do. We, God transforms us in his presence. And so we use things like spiritual practices to position ourselves to be in God's presence so that we can, uh, we can be transformed by his Holy Spirit. And then last week we talked about scripture, how scripture is a catalyst. It's a gateway for us to be uh, in his presence. Uh, and, and, and it is. And, and scripture is. Bible reading is a huge part of us uh, connecting and knowing the Lord. I mean, it's, it's one of the ways where, you know, we're 2,000 years plus removed from the time when uh, the time when Jesus lived, and so one of the ways that we can know uh, and 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 what Jesus was like, and and know how to live like Jesus, and to practice His way and His will in our lives, uh, is to reading Scripture and and reading uh, the, the 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 whole story of Scripture that is in in, in these pages that uh, allows us to see the one true story that leads to Jesus as Savior and Jesus as King, and so. Uh, if you've been here the last couple weeks, you've heard this already, but we're starting a scripture reading plan that starts this week that we're going to invite every person to be a part of. Thank you for the excitement. I don't know if that was, was that Polly or was that my wife? That was my wife. <laughs> 
Not Cassidy, okay. <laughs> not Cassidy. Anyway, so uh, we are trying to give you as many options as possible. We are not diving into a read the Bible in the whole year. We're not doing that. We might do that in a couple years from now as we get more uh, adjusted or, or, or used to that. We're just trying to get you to, to spend time with the Lord. Uh, it's a five-day Five day a week reading plan, all right? So you even have two days to catch up if you missed it, right? Because I don't know about you, but whenever I start a reading plan, I definitely miss day three. It's just my, it's just what I do. So day one, I'm all in. Day two, I catch it in the evening time because I forget to do it in the morning. Day three, I miss it. And then what do I have? I have, then I'm behind. Then, I ha- then I'm like, oh, I don't have time to read two days worth of reading. I, I'm not that fast of a reader. So I, I, I get even more behind. So now you have two days as a buffer as well. There's several ways to access this reading plan. There are uh, bookmarks, which you might have s- uh, saw on your way in, that look like this. Uh, and there are several of these you can put in your Bible if you like to. Uh, or if you, they're pretty small, you can... Uh, Put them in your phone case. I don't know. Don't do that. Uh, you can do whatever you want, right? You can put them on your dash. Uh, but these will be for you. Uh, they'll be passing them out as you leave today if you want one of them, uh, want one of these. Uh, also, if you love a good check mark, it has the white check box for you. For our OCD friends or our type A people over there, God bless you. We love you. I need you. You make the world work. Uh, without, a, without you, I would not exist. So, I would have died a long time ago. So, but I appreciate that. Uh, if you're not really a paper version, uh, or, or sorry, if you want, um, if you're like, that's great and all, but I'd like to see the whole plan because we're not just doing this for September, October. We're gonna try to, we're gonna do this. Um, well, I think we have the plan up for the end of the year and then we'll have another one that will start in January. Um, and then we'll also print new bookmarks, uh, like we'll have a November, December bookmark, and so on and so forth. So I promise there's going to be plenty of opportunities for you. But you can go to our website, uh, missioncitykc.com slash scripture reading plan. And uh, there, uh, or there's a link, I believe, that you can click as well. And, and there uh, you can download a PDF that you can print off. Uh, the entire little sheet so you can have it on your desk and you can check or, or put a line through each day to make you feel really good about yourself, which is awesome. We really encourage that. Um, there is, uh, if you don't want to do any of that, if, you, if you're more of a fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants kind of guy or gal, uh, you can just go to that website. And on that website, you can just have it saved as a favorite or a bookmark every single day. And on that website, on your phone, you can literally, right now, you could read the whole week. Right now, don't do that while I'm preaching. But you can click on each day, and it's up there for you, and it'll be updated each week just for you, if that's that's the best way you do it. Maybe you're like, hey, I got 10 minutes at my lunch hour, and I can read it here. And uh, I can can read it on my phone while I'm eating my lunch, while no one bothers me, and it's perfect. So I want to encourage you to try that out. Um, Or let's say you don't like to read, uh, or let's just say that's not an option, which you know, I'd encourage you reading the scripture. There's something about seeing it as well. But let's say that's just not currently in your, you're, you're more of a listener. Like I, um, I enjoy reading books, but I also really enjoy listening to books, audiobooks, books, uh, especially while I run. Like that's pretty much the only way I'm able to run at this point in my life is listen to an, uh, an enjoyable uh, story and it's engaging enough to, to keep me captivated while I'm in pain the entire time while I'm running or exercising. And, uh, and so if, if, that's your, if that's what you need, uh, we've also, we'll have uh, a podcast for every day that will have a devotional for every single one of these. And so you, uh, 
how many of you love a good podcast? Yeah, that's great. I don't, but that's great. Um, if you love a good podcast, there's a podcast link there. Uh, subscribe to our podcast, Mission City KC Podcast, and then you're going to get that update every single day. You can listen to it. It's five to six or seven minutes on your way to work, uh, and so it's a great opportunity for you to d- have this devotional. It'll it'll have it will be Jake to start out with. It'll be me sometimes. Uh, if you're interested and you want to you want a round of devotionals, uh, reach out to Jake. He'd love to vet you and talk to you about that before you uh, choose to do that. But it's it's just a it's it's we're trying to give you every opportunity possible so that we there's no excuse for us. I mean, we all have five minutes in a car to listen to a podcast, right? Uh, and that might be the easiest way, but to, to, so we can be, uh, interact with the scriptures so that we can be transformed because uh, we talked about last week how the scriptures are good for so many things. They teach us, they, 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 they show us the way we're complete followers of Jesus because of the scriptures. We can be whole because of the scriptures. They equip us for the work that God has us to do. So really wanna challenge you if you're wondering, hey, what is my next step in maturing as a believer? If you don't already have a regular time that you're engaging with the scriptures where you're reading scripture, then this is it. I'll go ahead and tell you as your pastor, this is it. This is the one. Uh, if, you're, if you already are reading scripture and have your own way, that's great. We want to encourage you to continue to do that. Or if you want to jump on this, it's not a ton of reading. It's not like two chapters a day. It's like 10 verses-ish a day. So very manageable. Um, want to encourage you to do it. Uh, if you, if you want to just kind of have a a process if you've never read the Bible before, or if you've never, if it's always been maybe more discouraging, I would encourage you um, to uh, take enough time. If you're gonna, going to read it, read it twice. Go to a quieter place. Uh, turn off your distractions. Maybe if you like worship music while you can read, if you can do that, I can't. But if you can, th- that's awesome. Read it two times. Uh, read it first just to read it and then read it a second time, and then see if anything sticks out to you. Uh, it could be a sp- pretty clear teaching that sticks out that is like, yeah, obviously I need to not uh, be angry about something. Uh, or if it's talking about um, several different practical things, like the very obvious things. But read it two times, see if something sticks out. If something sticks out, just pray this simple prayer. Lord or Jesus, why is, why is this sticking out to me at this time? What do you want to say in this moment? And then let your, uh, maybe journal if you want to do that. You can journal the thoughts that follow that. Um, or uh, you can just continue thinking depending on how, I don't know how d- uh, disciplined your, your thought life can be in that way. So, or if you need more help, talk to Jake, talk to myself, um, or talk to your community group leader. They'd love to talk to you as well. So, all right, <coughs> a plug. Please do this. We're, and we're going to be talking about this. Please do this. This is good for you, I promise. This is like eating your vegetables. It's good for you. And eventually, you know what happens once you eat enough vegetables? What happens? You start liking them. (laughs) And you do grow strong too. (laughs) But you like them. You like them. It's crazy. I used to not like broccoli. Now I love broccoli. Why? Because I eat broccoli. All right, we're done. All right, so today, uh, we're done. Go home. Let's go watch football. No, uh, gosh, that was a great sermon. <laughs> I'm going to read my Bible all the time now. Uh, so this week, uh, we are, um, today we're finishing our series, In His Presence. And today, uh, the thing that we're talking about is there are times in our lives uh, where we are in a place where we need other people to bring us to Jesus. That's what we're talking about today. So it could be that we're in a low place in our lives. It could be we're in a stressful place uh, in our lives. Uh, and so sometimes we need people to bring us to Jesus. Uh, we need friends. 
we need community, we need, we need others. And, um, and it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really, really important thing. It's a really important thing to learn, and it's a, uh, it's a really humbling thing to, to do as well. Uh, it's actually pretty counter to, I would say, um, the, how we live and perceive how we're supposed to do things in the West. Not for all of us, but for some of us. Like, we're very individualistic, and so I, my effort and my work is, is, is should be enough, and, and if it's not good enough, then I don't deserve it, so I just need to keep working hard until I should be able to get to a place like I can arrive, and now like I've, I can come to Jesus. It's like, no. Like, sometimes it's just like, I just don't have enough, and I need other people to bring me to Jesus. So, uh, if you have your Bibles, you can open them to Mark chapter 2 is where we're going to be today. It's one of my favorite stories in Scripture, and you might be familiar with it. You might not. If you went to Sunday school, this was a classic flannel board story of Jesus. If you don't know what a flannel board is, Google it and look what a flannel board is because it was my whole childhood, every aspect of, of, of my childhood. It's okay. So Jesus is early in his ministry in Mark chapter 2. And, uh, and he, he, he encounters a, a paralytic man. And it starts like this. He says, and when he returned to Capernaum, which is a city right on the Sea of Galilee where Jesus kind of lived after Nazareth, after some days, it was reported that he was at home. Because that's where he lived. Uh, and many were gathered together so that there, were no more room, uh, there was no more room, not even at the door, He was preaching the word to them. And they came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. So um, at this time, pretty obvious at the scene. So if you, if uh, I was, I literally was thinking about this on the way over here too. I promise I'm going to set a date and we have a Brazil meeting. I'm going to set a date for 2024, 2025, where we're going to have a Mission City uh, Holy Land trip, just so you guys know. So we are going to set that date, uh, and I don't know when it will be, but we're going to set it at either late 2024 or early 20, uh, or sometime in 2025, because it's expensive to get over there. Uh, but when we do that trip, uh, or if you ever have a chance to go over to the Holy Land, uh, you'll go to the Sea of Galilee, and this is where Capernaum is. And, uh, and I believe it's on the north side of it, and it's just this little fishing community that was right on the coast of the Sea of Galilee, and this is where Jesus was staying. And uh, in that day, houses weren't that big, I bet you can imagine, and everything was really, really close, but you could just imagine just a small area where they heard Jesus was here. Jesus was healing people. He was, he was uh, uh, announcing the good news that the kingdom of heaven was at hand, repent and believe. He was saying this to them, uh, and everybody was trying to get to Jesus to hear his good news. And there's a paralytic man, which means he, he's lame, he couldn't walk, and his four friends just carry him uh, on, on a mat. And he couldn't get there. And uh, I think it's awesome that he had four friends that were, were willing to say, hey, we got to get you to Jesus. And we see this often in the Gospels. It's not always a paralytic man, but we see other stories of people, they they themselves are getting to Jesus, someone is helping them to Jesus, or someone is going to Jesus on their behalf so that Jesus can do something about it. So Jesus can heal them so he 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 can be present, his power can be in their lives. 
And for you in your own life, and I don't know, maybe, like, maybe you've not had a lot of failure in your life. Maybe you've not had a lot of brokenness in your life. Maybe you've not, maybe you've not experienced a ton of hard times. Maybe you've had experienced so many of them. I, I, I don't know. But there will be times where in our, in our faith, in our life, where maybe we're questioning things, maybe we're doubting things, maybe just there's so much, there's just, there's just bad things and, and calamity and just disaster and, uh, from the brokenness of this world are happening. And, 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 and we just need others to carry us. We need others to carry us. Um, you know, the, the beauty of following Jesus is it's not based on our effort. It's based on Jesus' holiness and his righteousness and his grace that he gives us. It's, it's this undeserving, this unmerited favor that God has given us. And so for us, it places us it, to be a humble people who are willing to be weak because we have a Savior who is strong. And so we, we lean on him, and, and sometimes we have to lean on others to bring us to him because we cannot do it ourselves. And this is very, this is, again, I've already said this, but this is very contrary to our society of uh, personal responsibility, which I, I like personal responsibility. I think people should be responsible for their actions, but there's times where we just are we're, we are weakened in some ways. It could be emotionally that we are in a weak place or in a, in a low place. It could be physically we're in a low place. It could be, there could be several reasons. And so it takes maturity to say you can't. And I, I want to invite you just to, that this would be a space that, that our communities would be a space where you, you can say, hey, I just can't right now. Like, I really need you to carry me. I need, really need you to, to, to point me back to Jesus. I really need you to, 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 to lead me there. Because even though, like, I, know, I, I could probably mentally get to the right answer, I'm going to need you to help me to get there as well. So will you be help, help, uh, humble enough for others to carry you? And so verse 4 the story continues, and he says, and when they could not get near to him, because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him, and when they had made an opening, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay, which, this is crazy, right? So, uh, number one, uh, don't do this in your own homes. Uh, please don't carve out the roofs of your own homes to bring someone to another friend. Uh, that's crazy. But they literally were able to dig out the roof, which if you see the, the housing over there, you would understand how they were able to do that. And so, but they, they just said, we have to make a way to get these people we have to get this man to Jesus because we know that he is the one that can save him. We know that he is the one who can heal him. And, uh, and I, I think it's interesting. They face this obstacle and as, as, a, as, as their friends helping them, you know, I think sometimes they'd be like, oh, Jesus is too busy. Better luck next time. It was good luck. Maybe next time he'll heal you. Maybe, the, maybe there'll be some time next time for him to heal you. But I, I want to kind of hone in on the character of these friends of how these friends went, went, like took it to the next level so that they could get their friend to Jesus. Other people are in the way. Uh, there could be, a, there, there, there could have been some, some other, other, other issues just blocking them and say, no, like we will literally dig a hole into the roof so that we can get you to Jesus. And I think this is a question for, for the friends that when you have friends who are in a place, in a low place, who are, are seeking help, who are asking for help, who are, and that you know are in a low, a low place, are you willing, are you a type of friend who is willing to do whatever it takes to bring someone to Jesus? 
Are you, are you a friend who is, is willing to go the extra mile to, 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 to move through struggles and things that get in your way to help carry people to Jesus? It's probably not, um, you know, like carrying a, a, another human being would be heavy. Like that's, that's inconvenient in its own right. Getting him all the way there was probably inconvenient. And then having to figure out, all right, what, are, what is the engineering? How do you think we can just lower this man from the roof? I mean, they said people were shorter, so maybe the roofs weren't that tall during the day. But like, how do we engineer dropping him down on this way? Like, w- even to dream that up, like at all costs, I'm going to bring people to Jesus. Like, th- this, is, this is for those that are in healthy places uh, in their lives, in their walks with Jesus, is are you thinking and are you seeing people who need to be carried to Jesus, and are you assisting, or are you just passing them by? And so for us, like in our, in our context in the 21st century, it's when you see people in this community who are crying for help, or maybe, maybe sometimes it's just hard to ask for help too. Sometimes it's hard to say, hey, like, I'm in need, can you help me? That's hard for uh, many of us because we don't want to appear weak. Like we, we almost appear like we have to be perfect all the time, and, and we don't because we're not perfect all the time. Like we're in need of a Savior. We're in need of someone who does carry us and brings us into his arms, and that's Jesus. And as we continue to pursue and to follow him, there's other times in our lives where life can just toss us around, and so we need other people to help. And so as a church, when you see someone that's low, are you passing them by? Are you willing to carry them and then to go the extra mile? Maybe there's someone in your life you've been praying for for a long time, and, and you're discouraged today. And I just want to encourage you like, to keep going, keep trying to find a way to, to, to bring them to Jesus. Maybe they don't even know they need Jesus yet, and you're like, hey, I know a guy, and he could help you out. Uh, keep going. Keep inviting people to have spiritual conversations with you. Keep asking. Keep praying. Keep pushing. Keep inviting them to church. Next week, if there's someone, this is, this is an easy thing for, for us as a church. Uh, Jake already said this, but like next week we're celebrating our birthday. Yeah, sure, invite him to church. But, you know, church sometimes is the most intimidating people for new, new people. So invite them to church, and they say, no, nah, I'm not really comfortable with that yet. That's fine. Invite them to the after party. Who doesn't like barbecue and caricatures? I mean, who doesn't like the big funny faces? You know what I'm saying? Like, who, who doesn't want one of those, right? Um, but that's a really easy thing. Or, or it could just be a friend that you're just carrying, that, that, that you see. They're believers, but they, 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 maybe they, they're just caught up in something, and they need help as well. And then Jesus says in verse five, he says, he says, and when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your, your sins are forgiven. I think it's interesting that he says when he saw their faith, uh, and I, it's, I, think it's, I, I think it's interesting because it happens a lot of times, is often when the person that is asking for Jesus to heal them is not always the person that needs to be healed, and then a lot of times in the Gospels, you'll see it's when the person is asking on behalf of someone else. It's, it's crazy how Jesus uh, connects their faith to, to the healing, right? He says, when he saw their faith, and it, then he responds, uh, and he does, doesn't actually heal him in this moment, but he says, son, your sins are forgiven. And we'll talk about, that's a weird thing to, to say to a paralytic man um, uh, in a moment. Like, wouldn't you say, son, get up. Like, come on, Jesus, you can heal anybody. But, but it's, it is interesting that, that Jesus responds to their faith. It's this communal belief that, uh, in Jesus, that Jesus is this saving one. Jesus is this healer. Jesus is this one who can overcome anything. And their faith 
almost encourages or inspires, like Jesus says, because of your faith, I'm going to do this. And so keep believing that God is going to do miracles in people's lives. Keep believing that God wants to do even a miracle in your own life. If you're in a low place today, that God wants to do something miraculous in you, that God wants to restore you, and believe. Believe that he is, he is the Son of God, that He is Lord, that He is over everything, that He will make all things new, and believe, and believe for other people. And so, and, and this, this, this is hard for people, um, and this is hard for, for, if you've been praying for someone for a long period of time, this can be incredibly hard for you, because you love someone so much and, you, and, and maybe you're discouraged because you haven't seen God move in this person's life or maybe you've been praying for, for God to do something in your own life for a long period of time and just to encourage you just to keep believing that Jesus is who he says he is and we're going to see a little bit of that right now. Why does he say, son, your sins are forgiven, right? Like what a weird, not a weird, but just like why, like why are we talking about sins here? Now, some scholars will say, that um, back in that day, they would connect that if you were paralyzed or you were born with an issue, it would be because of your parents' sin uh, or because of, of, of your sin. And so they, some people say that he is, he's dealing with that as well. He, what he's really doing is he's kind of baiting the religious leaders at the time. But as, as a 21st century re- reader, you're like, he's paralyzed, Jesus. Come on, legs. It's easy. Paralyzed. Give them some, like, tell them to walk, help them up, give them a hand, and let's move on. Let's everyone applause and let's keep going, right? But, but it does, but it, it actually, it opens up this question. is like, why do, why, why do we bring people to Jesus? Like, why were they so eager to bring people, uh, bring him to Jesus? Why, why am I even encouraging you to bring people to Jesus? And, and here's the reason is, is it's actually in his statement is that Jesus, yeah, he has the power to heal legs, but he, he's even greater than that. His power is even greater than that, that Jesus, he has the power to forgive our sins. He has a power to forgive the evil that we do to, to like, to, towards God and towards one another. He can forgive us of that, and that is crazy that we can find forgiveness of that, and that in his presence, that we, when we are in his presence, that we find forgiveness, and that we are given a fresh start as well. <coughs> Now, the religious leaders, they they debate this. They kind of jump on this right away. They're not even really worried about this paralyzed man. In verse 6, it says this. He says, Now some of the scribes were sitting there questioning in their hearts. Why does this man speak like that? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately, Jesus perceiving in his spirit that they thus questioned within themselves, said to them, why do you question these things in your heart? Which is easier to say to the uh, the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or rise and take up your bed and walk? Which I think is an interesting thing that that happens here. The religious leaders, the scribes, are are upset because Jesus says, hey, your sins are forgiven, uh, and, and Jesus poses this question to them. He says, hey, wh- which is more difficult? Is it, is it more difficult for me to say your sins are forgiven or, uh, or to take up your bed and walk? Now, which is it? Which do you think it is when you think about this? If you're watching this go on, which is it? And it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek kind of thing that they're, that they're doing here because your sins are forgiven. Honestly, like if he says it, hey, your sins are forgiven, does it, how does anyone know if he's right or wrong? No one knows. 
Like, how can you tell? Like, maybe the healing would be the thing that proves it, but they, they can question it. The, 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 the one really interesting thing is that there would be potential consequences for, for him blaspheming uh, based on the, what the religious leaders said, but, but how would they know? And, but take up your bed and walk. Like, there's a lot more on the line there. Because if Jesus is this prophet, if he is, this, 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 if he is the Messiah that is here to come and to, to rescue Israel and the world, if the, if the man doesn't take his bed and walk, then Jesus is in trouble. He's a false prophet. Then he's going to have to hightail it out of there. He's going to get stoned. And so, uh, interesting enough, um, and, and it's just a fun way to kind of question that. You can mess around with that if you want to and debate that at lunch. Hey, which is easier at lunch? You know, I think it was uh, sins are forgiven. Well, tell me why. Uh, but this is what Jesus says in verse 10. He says, he says this, he says, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, pick up your bed and go home. And he's healed. And he rose immediately, picked up his bed, and went out before them all, so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. And he's healed. He's healed. And the, the, the funnier thing is that Jesus ends up saying both of them. He ends up saying, initially, your sins are forgiven. And then he says, take up your bed and walk. But we get to this, th- to this line that Jesus says this. This is why this is happening. Let me tell you why this is happening. The Son of Man, that's a name for, um, that's a name for Jesus that you find in the book of Daniel. Uh, and, um, but what it's saying is that he has authority to forgive your sins. He has authority to heal you too. And Jesus has the, the authority to do that because he is the Messiah, he is the Son of God, he is the Savior who has come into this world. And so we bring people to Jesus, and we ask people to bring people to Jesus because in him we find forgiveness. We find forgiveness of our sins, and that is huge. Uh, that is huge because we all do things that are, that are evil in this world. Every single one of us, every single one of us needs to be forgiven. Every single one of us. Um, I was on, on Instagram the other day, and uh, anytime Ted Lasso uh, quotes or uh, movie lines come on, I, I just can't stop watching them. So I watch them for a long period of time. Like, you, Typically, it's the dart scene, if you've seen Ted Lasso. If you haven't seen Ted Lasso, uh, you can watch it or you should watch it. I'm not going to give a church promo on it because it has some weird things in it too, but, but it's a uh, great, great character development of Ted Lasso and he has some great speeches. Anyway, there's the dart scene where he's beaten the, uh, if you've ever seen it, you know the dart scene where he, uh, I won't spoil it for you, but <laughs> it's the dart scene. Uh, but then there's another, there's another line and I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to botch it, but it, it, it goes in line with this idea of needing forgiveness. And uh, he has another coach that coaches with him that he calls Coach. It's a great name. And uh, he's talking to Coach, Ted Lasso is, and uh, he's talking to Coach about how uh, he is, I don't know if we're all going to be judged on, uh, uh, if, if everyone's going to be judged on, on every like, bad thing that they do, or, or, we're gonna, we're, or we're, no one's going to be judged on anything that we do. But I hope it's, it's, it's either or, because uh, I just completely botched it. But, what, but the whole point of it is, is uh, we all have done evil things in this world. Every single one of us. 
Uh, the, the scriptures will say, uh, we've all sinned, is what it says in Romans 3.23. And sin, sinning, to sin just means to miss the mark. It's an archery term. We've all have missed the mark when it comes to uh, ruling and reigning or being the human beings that God has called us to in this world. We have sinned against God. We've missed the mark in our relationship with God by worshiping other things. And we have sinned against other people because we are selfish. We are greedy. We, uh, we, we look out for ourselves. We've all done these things. And that we are in need of a Savior. We're in need of, a, and we're in need of forgiveness. And in this person is that Jesus says, comes declaring early on in the beginning of his ministry that, we, that he has come and that he has the authority to forgive sins. He has the authority to forgive us of the things that we have done that have missed the mark towards God and towards other people. And so when we come to Jesus, we can find forgiveness. When we come to him, we can find healing. He also has the power to heal us. And he does it. And he picks up this man uh, and tells him to stand up and walk who has been paralyzed. And he has the ability to heal us. He has the ability to heal you of, of the things that are going on in your life. And, and, and in him we find God. We find a new beginning that not only are we forgiven of our sins, but when we believe in Jesus, he, 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 he gives us a new uh, identity that's in him and he gives us a new life. The old self is gone. And so there is, there is an initial for us as if you're a follower of a Jesus, there's initial forgiveness that we get when we come to Jesus and then we receive the Holy Spirit and that we get to live this new life that is found in Christ. But then also as we continue to pursue sue him in our lives. Like we're, we need continued forgiveness. We need continues to reminders to go back to Jesus as well. And so if you've never done that before, if you've never believed in Jesus, like this is what we have in Jesus. We find a savior who has come, who lived the life that we were called to live, that we, we, we are not able to live. And that when we come to him, we find forgiveness and healing and relationship with God in this new self. And it's amazing. And this is why we bring people to Jesus. This is why we share the good news of Jesus. This is why it is good news, because this is who Jesus is. He's savior and he's king and he forgives us of all these things. And so for us today, as we think about this is that we need others. We need people. We need to lean on people. We need to be in community. We need to let people carry us sometimes to Jesus when we cannot, and we need to be humble enough to admit it uh, when we're not, and if, if, we, if, if we see someone and we're in a healthy place that seems like they need help, we need to ask them, hey, how are you doing? Are you, do you, can I help you? Can I bring you to help bring you to Jesus? And I will say this, this, this can sometimes feel like a one-time event, right? Like paralytic man, four friends digging a hole in a roof, dropping them down to Jesus. He forgives them. He heals them. It's a one big time thing. And yeah, like I would say for us, that happens when we believe for the first time. There is this one big time thing where we are, we are brought from death to life. We are brought from in, in the darkness into light. We are brought from, from sinner to save. Like th this happens in a moment. But as we continue to live our lives, like we need uh, people, we need the community to continue to, to, to remind us of who Jesus is. You're talking to a friend and they're struggling and like you can just counsel them and point them back to the way of Jesus. This is what it is. You're, ta you're, you're taking others back uh, to, the, to the way of Jesus. This is what community is all about. So I'm gonna invite Evan to come back up as we finish our service today. Let me pray for us. So Lord Jesus, we love you. And God, I, I thank you for these four friends who brought their friend to Jesus. And God, I, I pray right now, God, for people who uh, need you, need to be carried a little bit that you would, you would move. Um, 
and that, that they would either be humble enough to ask for help, and, and God, that their friends, their community around them that would see it. And God, be, let, this be, um, let this be a community that doesn't rest on our own, our own strength, but God, that it would be a community of believers who rests on your strength, Jesus, because you are the Savior. You are the Lord. You are the forgiver. You are the healer. And we glorify you for that. We praise you for that. And we rest in you today for that. And so God, would you move among us today as we continue this service. It's in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mission State Church podcast. Mission State Church is a non-denominational church in Mission, Kansas. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at the Merriam Community Center off Slater Street between Johnson Drive and Shawnee Mission Parkway. We also have five community groups that meet throughout the KC Metro. If you live in the Kansas City area and would like more information, please visit our website at missioncitykc.com or send me an email at jake at missioncitykc.com.